Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wrestle me, P. It's WrestleMania 23, and oh, we end it. Oh. Kelly's grown up too much. <laughs> Just too much. Yeah, uh, we, we ended it with a little bit of a cliffhanger saying, yeah. oh, here comes the best thing. Uh, this is literally the best thing. On. I miss these so much. They, there was a period where they started putting them in every WrestleMania. Yes. Where you just have, maybe after the second or third match, a little vignette with the stars of the past. And I don't know who was writing them, but for a little while, like four or five year period, they were the highlight of the year. <laughs> highlight. Uh, we have Eugene in crime time walking down the corridor. It um, was crime time then, you. Well, you know how Eugene is a gimmick that at the time, sort of, it just seemed tone deaf. Yeah. And like time as well has not been kind to it. Mm. Eugene, the little bearded, retarded boy. Yes. That's essentially what the gimmick was. Yes. Crime time were two young African-American men mm. who they made a pair of criminals. Okay, right, right. Urban criminals Urban with the criminals. big jeans <laughs> and the baseball caps and the grills. Did they did they go on to better things? Uh, time? Did they? Not really. I think Shad Gaspard, who was a former... <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, Shad Gaspard. Shad Gaspard. And JTG. That's something out of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, he went on... I think Amazing he actually... Name. I think he writes sort of comic books now. Cool. So, I mean, he's sort of a job that you would actually sort of go, I'd quite like to... Have be a wrestler job. and do a comic and yeah. then do some comics yeah I think he does kids books and things like that but uh, oh, he's also occasionally he pops up on, on news talking about stuff uh, to do with wrestling and he seems just like a really sort of like head screwed on bloke so I'm yeah gonna, I'm going to google these yeah he's, he these seems guys. to be doing nice but they come out and they've basically arranged for the bearded retarded boy Eugene to have <laughs> a <laughs> I'm using it in the t- in the sense of imagine I'm Vince McMahon um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a bearded retarded boy um, <laughs> why has he got no hair did he have his head <coughs> shaved at some point yes yeah, so right. th- actually this is in the build up to the Battle of the Billionaires, which is the yes. hair versus hair match between Vince and Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they shave Eugene's hair right. to kind of, you know, build up the thing. Because, of yes. course, in the build-up to this WrestleMania, they don't have Donald Trump very much. No. So even though they're fighting through proxies, they have to do stuff to sort of... I think Vince is probably going, look at this, Trump, this is your fault. This little bearded, <laughs> retarded boy is <laughs> having his head shaved while Eugene... Begs for mercy. No. Um, it was a strange gimmick. <laughs> In they come, and uh, Crime Time are basically arranged for the ECW dance troupe uh, Extreme Expose. Is that... 
that who they are? It is, the yep. ECW dance troupe. Yep, uh, right. Extreme Expose to <clears throat> to do a sort of sexy dance for Eugene. Mm. Um, they, the, the three women in this are um, Kelly Kelly, uh, Layla L and Brooke Tessmacher. I've seen Kelly Kelly wrestle. You have, yes. yes. And uh, Layla L and Kelly Kelly, they would both end up holding the sort of Divas Championship. Right. Okay. Um, so they, they would go on to do a little bit more. Uh, Kelly Kelly is absolutely a beautiful pip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she really is. I don't like the when people chant Kelly Kelly or what they do. I don't like it. <laughs> sinister. That does sound sinister. Kelly Kelly. <laughs> Following down another road. Um, <laughs> but oh wouldn't you know it wouldn't you know it these crime timers yeah. they've only gone and pulled a fast one or have they yeah. it's not quite made clear no they just kind of turn up don't they they've not really thought it through it's Mueller and May Young Mueller and May Young dressed up like sluts like extreme expose <laughs> and you can see their backs and they're crapey Mueller <laughs> um, <laughs> dies this year Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, in yeah. Oh, 2007. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which side you're supposed know. to be on. I think we're on one side. Yep. Yeah. I, so this could possibly be her last WWE appearance. Okay. Not edifying. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Past. And just when you're sort of going, oh, that was nice. Good. Right, that, that, that did go okay. somewhere. I'm happy yeah, with this. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly in comes the Doctor of Style Slick. It gets better <laughs> and better. <laughs> I was more excited about this than any of the matches in this. Hugely, yeah. hugely. <laughs> out comes Slick. And the best thing about this is he comes out and he's Wah! doing his jive, sort of jive soul bro yeah. routine. And his head's a bit fat. So it took a little while before I knew <laughs> yeah. who it, I was like, that's Slick, isn't it? That's Slick. And he's like going, Slick, Slick. So yeah. I was like, cool, yeah, good. Uh, they don't bring him back enough. They do not bring him back <laughs> enough. The other <laughs> thing about him is he is absolutely 100% reliable, is is the real guy, Slick. Because his A, his, his dad was a wrestler. Right. So he knows the business. And B, he is a pastor, so he is totally above board and legit. He's not going to embarrass you in any way. No, right. Get him on every show. <laughs> I just want him to come out and go, tonight's show is going to be so good, you're going to dance and then dance. That would <laughs> yes. put me in the mood. I'd be happy every yeah. time. The best thing about that little bit of slick doing that is I was like, oh, that is great. I watched right to the end on the network and there's a little compilation video of the highlights <laughs> right in the middle. Fucking slick. slick just doing dance. his dance. They're like, that is a highlight. Yes, you are right. Yes. You are right. The Undertaker <laughs> doing his leap and slick. Yes, slick. Yes, slick. <laughs> Out comes then Dusty Rose. Come on. Nice. Money on the floor. 2007 was the year that Dusty Rhodes officially retired from wrestling. Really? Yep. He looks, he looks quite old here. You yeah. can't have a death party without the American dream he says <laughs> Dusty Rhodes he begins doing a sort of weird froggy <laughs> sort of ooh Murphy uh, he is uh, amazing and then they just sort of go do you know what do you know what fuck it there's no reason IRS. bring in the weirdos IRS Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> Gerald Sergeant Briscoe Sla- Gerald Briscoe comes in and he starts going ooh now, Gerald Briscoe is Native American. Right. Not that you'd know that, because no. in his career, he never played a Native American. It was just one of those things that if you were in the business, you knew. So out he comes doing that. And you would sort of think, even at the time, you sort That's of go, oh, should have mentioned that. <laughs> Suddenly, bang, there's Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat has been signed by WWE to be an agent backstage. And yeah. things like that. he's been out in the business for donkey's years um, we've talked about it on previous WrestleMe's but he actually lost the name Ricky Steamboat in a divorce case with his wife mm. where she got the rights to the the name Ricky Steamboat so he couldn't use it so it, it, his life is sort of turned around a bit I can't remember if his rehiring was the thing that allowed him to get the name back I can't remember right. but Steamboat has disappeared from wrestling It's and suddenly 
there he is back in the WWE. <laughs> and he just comes out. He's the dragon, one of the great technical wrestlers of all time. And he is sort of looking like I'm above it all. No, he isn't. He's in on it too. <laughs> and Jimmy Hart's moving in, mean jeans in the background. Uh, and then Ron Simmons comes in. And Ron Simmons has become a perennial thing now where he just comes in, sees the chaos going on and yeah. goes, damn and he waits for it he's wearing a t-shirt that says damn, damn on it I mean if that doesn't sort of like spoil the gag but by this point it's just panto it's what I want to see yeah it's like the Queen's speech the Queen's speech on Christmas Day mm. it's a tradition yeah. that like you know unites everyone regardless of whether or not you think she's a big parasite now I think that about these sections in Wrestlemania mm. Regardless of whether you think they're crap and hokey and rubbish, I want to see the old people having good fun one last time. Yeah. And I will, at the end of it, I will stand up and I will salute. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be more qualified to do so than John Cena. <laughs> yes, as qualified. <laughs> um, I, I just thought it was a, uh, I love those vignettes. It is so weird. And we've begun talking about this slightly sort of off air as well. But it's really funny about how the, the people from the 80s mm. are so much more exciting to see, like, in 2007 than the people from 2007. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know why they were so much larger than life. I don't know why they seem like superheroes. But that collection, it would just be like, a, it would be an episode of the, you know, the Saturday morning cartoon yeah. thing, wouldn't it? All those characters would be in there. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it's just, oh, it's sort of magic. It's a little bit like the Hall of Fame when you mm. see it a bit later on. You know, uh, it's just, those are the people who you sort of go, oh, yeah, you really knew what you were doing. Yeah. Everyone else is Mr. Kennedy. It's really unfair to everyone else who's really good in this. Um, talking of people you, you'd sort of rather forget, uh, the match is US champion Chris Benoit versus uh, MVP, Montel Vivacious Porter, Vivavius Porter. Vontavious. Vontavious. Jesus Christ. Three Either way, goes. it's not his fucking name. <laughs> it. it isn't. No. They used it. They, they tried to find, I mean, just go for Virgin or Virgil or something. Virgin? Montel Virgin Porter. I don't know. <laughs> it kind of sounds like a craft ale, doesn't it? Yeah. It <laughs> but just like, why do you, why you got to be him? like the coolest, hottest sports star in the world <laughs> and, and your name is Virgin. 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 Yeah, that's what makes you cool, though. Like, like, that you, you can kind of get you through don't get, it. It's like Virgin Coke. Exactly. Like, cool like the Virgin Pammy. Coke. The Pammy bottle. <laughs> um, th th this again, I mean, I mean, MVP suffers a little bit from that Mr. Kennedy syndrome, mm. which is he comes along at a period where no one's particularly interested in wrestling. But God, watching him back, he's really, really good. He's another guy they haven't really brought back in, in any meaningful way. Mm. You see, he was still young enough uh, until relatively recently. He's just a bit older now. Mm. Um, I, I'm sure he has no interest in coming back particularly now, although he's recently done some stuff for like Ring of Honor and things like that. He's, he, um, he's, he's like a, jiu-jitsu like quite recently he won like a jiu-jitsu competition did he? Yeah. He, he did a TED talk as well recently yeah, now he sounds really interesting he does and and it seems really strange that when you have someone who is all of those things that WWE are like we can see no sort of like commercial <laughs> no, I know. you know, I know. interest in right. you who's been your biggest IPs someone who can I don't know have got outside interest they can speak Chinese yeah. you know like or they're a bit uh, they're a bit like uh, they're a bit interesting like CM Punk all yeah. of these massive IPs have come about because they have a little bit more going for them you know massive. they're not just the usual and he has a great story which is that he is he starts off um, as a young man uh, gets involved with a graffiti gang, he mm. says, who become a street gang. He gets put in sort of juvie for uh, for a robbery. And then at the age of 16, he and uh, two friends are charged with armed robbery and kidnapping. Um, and he gets uh, an 18 and a half year prison sentence as a very, very young man. Uh, he serves nine and a half in prison. 
Um, it's an amazing sort of like, again, you sort of go the nouse of these 16-year-olds. So in January 1990, MVP, and he's not called MVP at this point. No. He's, I believe he's called Alvin Banks, although he later changes his name in prison when he converts to Islam. Oh, yeah. Alvin Antonio Burke Jr. And he changed to Hassan Hamin Assad. Yeah, um, he said he converted to Islam, but he often talks about how he is an atheist. <laughs> which, uh, I mean, you know, confusing. well, you know, you, you do you. And uh, in January 1990, MVP and uh, two older teenagers boarded a cruise ship uh, in the uh, Port Everglades, which right. I presume is Florida. Um, they walked on as ordinary passengers, but inside their bags they had ski masks and gloves. One of the accomplices had already hidden two pump-action shotguns and a handgun in the air conditioning room a week before on the ship. So they waited until the early morning when the employees in the ship's casino were counting out the night's earnings, and they then barged in on them with those guns. They managed to get $82,000 and when the boat docked, they just walked off with the money. So it's like under siege. Well, MVP says it was some Ocean's Eleven type shit. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I don't recall Ocean's Eleven getting on a ferry and threatening to shoot a someone. Sixteen-year-old with a handgun. <laughs> yeah. um, but there is something funny about that as well, which is I sort of when he sort of like it was some Ocean's Eleven type shit. It is impossible not to do stuff like that. And you know, obviously, he gets a long prison sentence for it. It's impossible not to do it and just go. That was pretty fucking cool. I mean, that was audacious. We got off the boat. Um, he um, he he uh, pled guilty and mm. got uh, so he served nine and a half years while he was in prison. He had a corrections officer who was a part-time wrestler at the weekend. Right. He was a guy called Daryl Davis, and he wrestled as primetime Daryl D. So he just sort of wrestled <laughs> at local flea markets. He's mm. not a name wrestler. And he basically had, had, I think as a child, MVP had been to some wrestling with his mum and really enjoyed it. And so he began talking to this guy and this guy began bringing in pay-per-views, technically illegal, and uh, I think New Japan tapes to MVP in prison. And he just watched it and thought, well, when I get out, I'm going to, um, this is what I want to do. And um, the the when he came out, the prison officer um, who who's called primetime Daryl D ended up training MVP. This um, is like a film. It Mark. really is, isn't it? Again, Billy Elliot. Well, no interest in this guy's backstory. <laughs> um, but I, I did like the fact that there's a little line where MVP was talking about this and he said, um, Daryl trained me for free. I never paid a penny. And I sort of thought, still sort of a bit of a grift, isn't it? Sort of like going, uh, and you know what the other thing is? Didn't pay a thing for it, mate. Didn't pay a thing. Um, it was all performed at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> now, he um, he did do a talk uh, in uh, uh, this year, a TED Talk, right. which was called When Do I Stop Being a Criminal? So he feels like very much the, that, that armed robbery thing. I've seen him on uh, some documentaries oh, recently just talking about, about it. it. <laughs> and it, is, it is fascinating. It is yeah. fascinating. Um, the, the other thing that, that he carries around with him is tattoos. Mm. And I have a... F- a vague memory of we went to a London WWE we did, yeah. event. And I was, I think that was the first time I probably sort of went, um, you know, I sort of know a little bit about this. And one of the things that we did was we met MVP. Yes, up in the, it was, it was in like the, was there some kind of VIP kind of media section? I felt really bad for him because what it was, was they sort of bring you in and there's us and a load of people from like, you know, radio around London mm. and there's, they brought their kids and, and no their one nephews. gave a flying shit. And he has to come out and sort of go, how's it going? How are you? How are you? Yeah. And you're just sort of there going, yeah, pretty good. So you're a big boy. It's all that sort <laughs> yeah, of thing. You know, yeah. 
yeah. like local local radio sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, nice, uh, nice togs. Where'd you get them? Uh, big old blokes. House. Who's, uh, who's going to win tonight? Because uh, obviously it's uh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> so uh, he you was were, in a gang. You were, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I will kill you. That's just me saying it. I was, you know. So, but, but he came out wearing a suit. And yeah, I think yeah. I'd already told you that uh, the, 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 he he wore a one piece mm. um, to to sort of cover his gang himself. tattoos. It also made him very very different. But yeah, he had gang tattoos. Right. So I looked into this, and um, he's talked a number of times about all the tattoos he's got. So he's got a portrait of Malcolm X on his chest, the sarcophagus of King Tut on his uh, upper bicep. Ooh. He's got the word Monte Cristo. Uh, across the front um the best revenge is living well underneath that an eye of horus on the back of his left arm and he's then got all of these gang tattoos he had done as a teenager mm. um he did a, a an article on wwe.com uh, called ink from the clink <laughs> and <laughs> it starts even an egoist like montavius uh, montel vontavius porter who will capitalize on any opportunity to rave about himself or what he does won't allow WWE.com to photograph every tattoo he's gotten. He said, I won't show them to you, but the first tattoos I got were gang related. So it's a funny thing that I think, even when you see it in that WWE thing, I think he's just like, they're oddly, they're precious to me. Right, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the man I was, and look how far I've come. Maybe they're it's, just not very good. They're Rosebud, aren't they? Oh, maybe they are. <laughs> maybe they are. They're just like, I'm in a gang. It's Tweety Pie with big tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's an erotic Simpsons drawing. Where Lisa's not playing that saxophone. She's playing her brother, Bart Simpson. And going, I'm in a gang. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I I will happily ask everyone to just tweet the worst tattoos on Twitter. I do... I <laughs> that's the sort of thing where I will go infrequently mm. and I will type world's worst tattoos. Oh, there are. But then it will be one of those annoying ones where you have to click through each individual image. Yeah, yeah. I want to see them all in one place. There's shit. Oh, God, shit tattoos. I'll show you after the, after the show, but there's an excellent Instagram page. It is just magic. But they're all, there's a lot of very detailed erotic kind of like dicks coming out of people's faces like kind of drawings like some of them are just so needlessly erotic <laughs> I didn't expect the last word of that would be erotic <laughs> needlessly puerile <laughs> so they're needlessly the delightful there's a time for a play needlessly mouthwatering <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he does actually come out here and he, he does look like a huge star they gave mm. him this sort of uh, very very different entrance where he had a sort of like a, a almost like a a sort of entrance way solely for himself that would mm. sort of spin out. And on this, he just looks like a big star. This match with Benoit, it's, I, I think obviously uh, they would put in the slightly greener people with Benoit. And this was the role they were transitioning him to. He was going to be off to ECW within a couple of months of this WrestleMania. And they wanted to give the greener people the benefit of working with people like Benoit who would be able to sort of really guide them and turn them into the superstars of the future. Yeah. Um, the... I, I don't know whether you can have a particularly bad match with Chris Benoit, but Jesus Christ, I thought MVP was so good in this. This was a, a, a really different feeling match to anything else that went on, which is a nice thing where you get WrestleMania where all the matches are serious, but they feel slightly different. So this felt more like a Japanese match. Mm. And it was just two people who you could really see they were just trying to win. It was like a proper old-fashioned wrestling mm. match. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. It really made me sort of go, maybe... I'm sort of looking forward to seeing MVP again. Yeah. Which is something when he was around, I was always like, you never really oh, said. God, it's right, MVP. Yeah. yeah, and his gang tattoos of 
Jessica Rabbit <laughs> Foaming Gash. <laughs> <laughs> He's also released a, a number of hip-hop songs. Nice. Uh, from 2011 onwards, Holler to the World, uh, featuring Dwayne Sweezy. Um, and there's also, uh, that music video has cameos from Carlito and uh, Hernandez, who was a TNA star. Why have we not got that music up? Wow. Yep. Um, the, he also released his second song two years later, entitled Tokyo. Oh, and uh, in 2014, he released his third single, retitled uh, "Return of the Ronin." <laughs> okay, right. It, uh, you can see between "Holler to the World" and then "Tokyo" and "Return of the Ronin," someone's been listening to "Abroad in Japan." <laughs> <laughs> as long as he doesn't vote for it, it's fine. <laughs> and Benoit in this matches. I mean, he is just is intense, mm. at a level that no one else was. And with hindsight, you realise that... Yes, Wrestling that has was... consumed his life. It's his mistress, says the commentary team at one point. <laughs> Does he? Uh. There, there's also a really horrible bit, which is, uh, over time, everything that Benoit said, it seems to be weighted yeah. to be hinting darkly at the future. So on this opening credits, the one line they give him, he sort of goes, I dedicated my life. And that's the line he gets to do. And whenever you hear Benoit talking in the build-up to this, it's just bad luck. They're always, he's in always... In the past tense sort of thing. Well, he's always sort of talking about, you know, the blood, you know, I do this till I die. It's, it's just every yeah. single one is just like, you look back and go, how did this happen every time? <laughs> every time he opened his mouth, we were making him say something which seemed to directly relate to what would ultimately happen. <laughs> We've really fucked this. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, and then we get Donald Trump and his first segment yeah. where he is complaining about his sandwich. Uh, this is a big ad-libbing thing where He's he refused rubbish. to act scared of the boogeyman. Yeah. It just didn't, didn't make any sense. I mean, the boogeyman styled it out. Yep. He kept on going yep. at it. He started, did his thing. Yeah, Boogeyman sort of went, I'll do it. Uh, but, th- no. There is something horrible about like having to deal with billionaires. Mm. <laughs> and I say this having... Uh, I do met, have so much. I have met one. Have you met one? Yeah, I have met one. What are they like? Uh, no names. Do you know what? They are. They are. They were nice, but you were super aware the entire time that you were talking to a billionaire. Yeah. I, I just kept thinking, oh, they could just have me killed. I'm sort of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of thinking of like who's the most who's the most rich person and remember the bloke who's you know the bloke who's in uh, blah, blah, blah. It's, a, it's a TV show about science geeks Good, oh the Big Bang Big Theory Big Bang Theory yeah young Sheldon Sheldon like gotcha. the grown up Sheldon yeah he just Sheldon and he uh, <laughs> and he was doing a, a terrible film with Rihanna like a um, like a CGI sort of thing uh-huh. he was the voice and I was interviewing him and I was thinking you get like five million per episode Mental. for your piece of shit. Mental TV show. I've, I, 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 undoubtedly there will be people who listen to this podcast who um, watch uh, Big Bang Theory and enjoy I'd, it. I'd like them to stop listening. to Please the podcast. do stop no, listening to this. This is no, stop. this is no longer for you. <laughs> the <laughs> thing that annoys me is they, they seem to conflate uh, computer geeks and people knowing about science. And then some days they'll go to like Renaissance Fair and yeah. they'll suddenly, he'll suddenly be an expert on history yeah. and socio political history. I'm like, no, you can't be a geek about everything. All, all geeks. Just any, it's just so anti knowledge. All geeks are geeky about everything. <laughs> That's the way it is. Yeah, they know everything, don't Not they? Not like real men who are into Formula One. NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> nice I mean, imagine, oh, I'm into Tudor history. Ah, <laughs> let's do a sitcom about this guy. <laughs> really? Really yeah. annoys me. Yeah, uh, it, it won't be funny. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. <laughs> but in summary, Donald Trump is a rubbish. Yeah, he sits there. She's not got any food and she's sitting there like a lump. lump. He says about Miss USA. Stuff who looks. Respect. I mean, she just just humiliated in live TV. Mm. I always think with these people who are in like Miss World and stuff, they must go, well, yeah, but I mean, there's more to me than that. 
and everything. And it's just when you're put in those scenarios where you're sitting on that sofa with Donald Trump and the boogeyman <laughs> shouting behind and Donald Trump is calling you a lump, you must just go, this is absolutely a toxic environment. <laughs> that everyone said to me, this is what it might be like. Yeah. And somehow I've allowed it to happen. I'm just sitting here. And rather than taking my shoe off and putting it through this fucker's eye, <laughs> really into that image aren't you? and then um, little boogeyman comes out as well and Trump just stares at him which makes everything seem ridiculous and mm. absurd you know the, on, li- what so right at the end there's a little person uh, who comes out who is little boogeyman I thought I was just boogeyman no, no the, the, the... Second, the second one is a is a, what is a, is I thought that was boogeyman performer. I just thought he was kind of kneeling no no like it's... Gary Oldman in the film no. So the sort of joke, I presume the joke would be that Boogeyman came out and Trump should have been scared. Right. And then... He's scared. Then I presume he should have said to Miss USA, I wasn't scared of that guy. I'm not scared of him at all. And then he'd turn around and there'd be little Boogeyman and he'd go, ah! That that is a basic sketch. That is a basic sketch, yeah. That's a basic sketch. Instead he goes, I want a sandwich. Ah, my sandwich is here. And then he tries to eat the little Boogeyman. (laughs) (laughs) Come back, you lumps. Watch me eat a human being, (laughs) he says. (laughs) Uh, Then we get the Hall of Fame. Yay. Yay. More Uh, of this, please. The wild Samoans, Afa and Sika, who are the the very famous Mm. Samoan dynasty. Afa is the dad of uh, the Tonga kid and Samu, who were very big in the late 80s. Okay. And uh, Sika is the dad of Rosie. More importantly, they are the uncles of Umaga, Rikishi, (laughs) La Rock. And uh, the great uncles of the current superstars, the Usos. When they come out and do the uh, thing, they, one of them is really into doing the face and the other one isn't. <laughs> That's sweet. They, um, they also, uh, when they were at WrestleMania, there was a, a year where Roman Reigns was, was due to beat uh, Brock Lesnar. And right. it was changed at the last minute so that Seth Rollins would cash in his money in the bank during the match. Right. And the, <laughs> the Samoans had turned up to see Roman Reigns win and it had been changed I think pretty much on the day right? and they were so furious oh, that no. they, they were properly and these, they, this again this is probably 10 years after we see them coming out here Yeah, but the image of those two just going absolutely incandescent <laughs> trying to beat up everybody <laughs> when they must have been about 75 I mean God bless old wrestlers <laughs> Flexibility is great that's why there's yoga Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You also get the Sheik, who is represented by his wife. Um, this is not the Iron Sheik. This no. is the original, uh, the original fire-throwing Sheik. Uh, Nick Bockwinkle. Um, Who's Nick Bockwinkle? So Nick Bockwinkle, we Why mentioned, such a we mentioned in the um, the fake uh, Prince and Bob Mould album uh, oh, from right, one of okay. the uh, the Coco Beware episode right, of okay. Wrestle Me Mass, and that was entitled Bockwinkle. Right. And uh, Bockwinkle, Nick Bockwinkle was a a, a Bobby Heenan uh, used to manage him, but he was a perennial AWA world champion in um, the sort of Minneapolis mm. uh, AWA, and he was he was basically a he was seen as being slightly lacking in charisma, but in the ring he was quite brilliant and mm. he was one of those guys that people like Ric Flair were just like wonderful wrestling him everyone loved wrestling Nick Botwinkle. yeah and so he was he was a sort of very well respected wrestler right um, who um, thoroughly deserves to be in all the Hall of Fames I should really remember his name if we did it just before Christmas sorry we, uh, we uh, don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> I mean the name Bockwinkle the more times festive. you can say it <laughs> very festive it's lovely oh. uh, Mr Fuji comes yes, out yes Banzai he shouts yeah he shaved his tash for the first time <laughs> yes. as well um, and uh, you who else is in Jim Ross, Jim Mr. Ross. Perfect, um, um, Jerry Lawler? Yes, Jerry Lawler. He so, uh, name checks Priceline.com, dating this immediately. And Viagra. It? And Viagra. A joke about Viagra. William Shatner gives him the. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'd done something on Raw together, Raw is War, right. in 1994. But yeah, it's it was not the right choice. Uh, <laughs> and then Dusty Rhodes. So you get to see um, the debut of Cody Rhodes, who uh, sort of inducted mm. his father along with uh, Goldust. Um, and then he, it's a nice little bit where Dusty Rhodes ends his Hall of Frame thing. He goes, Tonight. I've won and that with the King and Queen. And so I was like, eh, Pokemon Beans, Pokemon Beans in the Hall of Fame. The, today, uh, somebody sent me the poem, not not poem, like a like a, a speech that one of the generals gave to uh, the troops just before they went into Iraq, basically mm-hmm. saying, and, and, it, and it's this beautiful kind of thing. It was such a moving speech that Barack Obama had it framed, uh, put it in the Oval Office. I imagine it's not there anymore, <laughs> thanks to the aforementioned Donald Trump. But um it it just talks about you know um, you know respect the country that you're in uh, the the civilians that will you know undoubtedly lose their lives so they didn't expect them you know they didn't go to work today thinking they were going to lose their lives um, and you know they didn't get dressed this morning thinking that that was going to be the last day on 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 the planet and it's this beautiful speech and I was I was just, oh bloody hell I'm a little bit tired and this is just so emotional and this got me as well there's, there's yeah. two things I like just you know, I was like I'm lying down with oh. King Queen. I've, I've in my office. I have a mashup of the two, <laughs> and it just says people get up this morning, and the one thing that they don't know that they're going to come home for at dinner at night is pork and beans. Pork and beans. Pork and beans. Pork and beans. And it says underneath, so come on, make them pork and beans. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's made by a pork and beans manufacturer, <laughs> which, uh, if there is one out there, I would very much like to work for. Um, nice to see when they come out as well. Jerry Lawler finally in a lineup. That's uh, over to you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And well done, Mr. Fuji, for not fucking up sitting in a wheelchair. That yes. was absolutely textbook by the Fuji. Mm. Um, and then we get uh, match number five. Mm. The Undertaker versus Batista. 
Uh, the, the most surprising match. <laughs> Why is it the most surprising match? I, I think because on paper, certainly when this came out, you were like, oh, two big guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, we've yeah, seen yeah. Kane and Carly. Yeah. So we're going to get that. And uh, what no one had actually really sort of taken into account was that both of these men were incredibly pissed off <laughs> that they weren't given the main event. Is that right? Yes. Oh. So uh, Batista has talked about this uh, again and again and again mm. because this for him I think was a very key moment. So he uh, said on the Jim Ross podcast he said that his match with Undertaker should have been the main event. Mm. He was the world champion. Undertaker was a huge star. Yeah. The Cena versus Shawn Michaels one as he said it, it wasn't going to end with a title change. Mm. Well what would be better than ending WrestleMania with a big title change at The Undertaker who is a huge star. The streak is on. Like a, yeah, exactly that. So he said, I was really upset we weren't the main event. I just felt like we should have been. We deserved to be. I know with the exchange of title and everything it was just more significant a match. And I also just felt like Take. Take? It's called him Taker. Oh, nice. That's, that's a little inside that's term, insane. isn't it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going on Take. So I just felt like Take deserved that to be the main event and it should have gone on last. So I had a chip on my shoulder. I felt we got robbed of that top spot. We should have had it. I think we had the match of the night. I believe, personally, we stole the show. I'll just kind of leave it at that. So <laughs> nice bit at the end where you're sort of going, uh, I mean, I'm the best. We had the best. We were absolutely the best. I won't say any more. <laughs> you don't need to. Um, this is a absolute... A sodding banger. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's really good. I know you love Dave Batista. I do. I do. He, he's I, like I your, do not, your personal seen, chum. I'm, I just think he's lovely. Mm. I want to be his friend. Um, he, uh, I like his, uh, I like he does the ultimate warrior rope shaking at one point. I'm like, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Come on! It's it's just, it's one of those things that, 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 um, that uh, but Dave Batista is very good at this. He defies a lot of your expectations. Mm. And, he defied a lot of people's expectations by becoming a huge star. He defied a lot of people's expectations by becoming the biggest star than Randy Orton, who was the one who was groomed. Right. You know, he defies it in this match. He defies everyone when he was like, I'm leaving wrestling to become a movie star. Mm. You know, what, what? Like the fucking rock, mate. <laughs> yes, exactly like the fucking rock. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Blade Runner, I'm in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, and I'm in a James Bond film. You know, he just keeps on defying expectations. I think as well, like even on Twitter... When you see the sort of stuff that he tweets about and how right on he is and how like intelligent and funny and everything, he just defies expectations. Mm. I think he's just an amazing, an amazing performer. At the time, people thought he was good. When he did matches like this, people were like, Jesus Christ, he could be a Hall of Fame sort of career. And I still think he's so underrated. You see stuff like this, and if he was around today, he would be absolutely a monster, mm. a monster mm. talent. He started late as well. He was 30 when he started wrestling, you know, and he had such a short window. And to be as good as he is in this, I mean, he's just, it blew my mind how good this was. I actually watched this and I felt a bit sad that A, he doesn't have much, you know, m many matches because his career in the grand scheme of things is short. But I was like... Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.